Joe Burrow torn ACL done for the year. Zeke Elliott may have returned to form heading out of week 11. Taysom Hill single-handedly winning fantasy football weeks in week 11. Will he do that again in week 12? Is the return of Mike Thomas directly correlated to the emergence of Taysom Hill? Clyde Edwards-Alaire back on the TD map and more. All of that coming up. The Fantasy Football Show begins now. This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. So Joe Burrow done for the year, torn ACL. Right when this happened, he tweeted that he'd be back. See you next year, he said in his tweet. And it's a shame. Prayers up to Joe Burrow. Get better quick. Everybody loves the guy in the NFL. He's got a lot of support behind him, and he's got a bright future. This is a horrible time to tear it. He's going to have to have a quick turnaround, and the Bengals have a lot of work to do anyway with that offense, so it'll be a tough road back for him, but I think he will eventually turn into a top five, top six fantasy quarterback. Uh, Of that, I have no doubt. Taysom Hill, single-handedly winning fantasy weeks in week 11, 233 yards uh, passing, 10 rushes for 51 and two scores he looked good he didn't do okay he looked really good in that offense we need to see more than one week but the revival of mike thomas a coincidence i don't think so mike thomas looking really really good 9 of 12 104 yards there's a lot of reason to be excited if you're a Taysom hill owner in espn formats i talked about Taysom hill all offseason about scooping him up in superflex and keeping him on your bench as a a total secret weapon. You don't know what's in store. He was tight end eligible. It wasn't a secret. He was tight end eligible back in the off season. And if you're in an ESPN league and you picked him up and started him at tight end, you won your week most likely. Look for more of that to continue. I mean, ESPN could rip away his tight end eligibility. We'll see what they do this week. But but as of right now, he's a top three tight end start going forward easy, if not the number two. Your Kansas City Chief players did really well in week 11 during the uh, Sunday night game. 348, two touchdowns for uh, Patrick Mahomes and and uh, Clyde Boy finally got into the end zone twice. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, 14 rushes for 69 yards and two touchdowns. He looked really good. He's so efficient. When they give him the football, he plays very well. He's very tough. He knows how to get extra yards very hard for one player to take him down because he's so shifty from left to right. Those micro movements left and right. Players just slide right off him like butter. The problem, which we can't seem to solve because they didn't give him more carries in the second half like we thought they might, is they don't give him the volume. That is the crutch in the Clyde Edwards-Alaire prediction. I can't control it. I can't predict it. We can only hope that they want to run him more heading into week 12 on. We don't really know if they're going to, though. That makes him a high-end running back, too, that we can't really plug into, like, the top 12 overall. But he has that kind of upside and appeal. But you got to temper expectations in the, the second-round range equivalent if you're talking about draft value. But make no mistake, he was a top 10 running back in rushing yards heading into week 11. People don't realize he's in the top 10 in rushing yards. They just want to write him off. But anybody that bench Clyde in week 11, you should be ashamed of yourself. And take a lap, take, take a lap. Tyreek Hill, 
top two, top three wide receivers go forward. Some would say the number one, uh, 11 of 14, 102 and a touchdown. There's Kelsey, there's Andrews, I think, bounce back and will continue to play, I think, better than people had expected. People writing Andrews off like crazy, benching Andrews for, for scrub tight end options all week. I answered questions at heysmitty.com and at sleeperu.com. Hey, Smitty's where you can order a phone call from me right now, by the way. The punter for the Jets is tight end eligible, just like Taysom. Should I put him in over Mark Andrews? No. No, Mark Andrews will bounce back. But other than Kelsey, Andrews, Waller, Taysom Hill, maybe Gronk and a couple other players, it's a weak tight end pool in 2020. Nick Chubb doing Nick Chubb things. 114 yards. He didn't get the touchdowns because they were vultured by this man right here who needs to be ultra efficient in order to do well for you. Let's let's be honest and real about it. 13 carries. He doesn't do well there. He's going to burn you. He salvaged the day with a touchdown. But you're going to have these games with uh, Hunt where if he's not ultra-efficient, he will lay an egg. But he can come back the next week and drop running back one numbers. you got to know that the roller coaster ride will be real when it comes to Hunt in 2020, the remainder of, of the season. Josh Jacobs, 17 times he toted that ball for 55 yards and a touchdown. I fear he's going to be scripted in and out of the offense all year. He won't be ultra consistent. I think I think you can count on 8 to 10 points, but he'll have games where he just kind of leaves you wanting more. That's going to be the way they roll in Las Vegas, man. But he's got top 6 to 10 running back upside. He just has that risk of, of dropping a horrible game on you when you need it most. That's going to be Josh Jacobs all year for you. The return of the Zeke I think we might have seen a glimpse of this old man named Zeke Elliott that we're used to seeing run the football. 21 rushes for 103, hauling in both of his targets for 11 yards and a receiving touchdown. Now, the offense is going to be up and down. Naturally, unfortunately, Zeke will be up and down. But for Dynasty, go acquire him if he has another bad week on the down weeks because I think he's still got a lot left in the tank. They'll fix the quarterback position or Dak will return. and We don't know what's going to happen there, but I think it will be much improved in 2021. Most likely will be Dak. And I think Zeke will return to Zeke form in 2021 and beyond. There's a little bit of risk. Cuff him to Pollard. Pollard's a very good running back, but I like what I saw out of Zeke. And if you own Zeke in 2020 the rest of the way, get excited because you might get uh, a decent amount of the old Zeke here and there with some inconsistency. Aaron Jones, 10 rushes for 41 yards. He got the touchdown. Now, kind of like Jacobs, you're going to have the up and down games based on the scripting of the game. And he's not like a high volume guy sometimes. And this is evidence of that. He'll get a lack of of rushing attempts, but he gets those touchdowns. They want to utilize him near the goal line. And that kind of salvages his game more times than not. So I'm going to put him in the five top five running back range you could put him six you could put him four I think he's comfortable around five to six in my opinion and that's what you're going to get out of Aaron Jones he just has that like Jacobs the ability to kind of leave you hanging when you might need it and that's going to leave a, a sour taste in a lot of your mouths heading into 2021 and he could go very undervalued in early 2021 drafts because of that inconsistency that might await you and him in 20 the remainder of 2020 Everything I just said, I'm saying about this guy and more. We know the Eagles run multiple running backs. Don't feel safe with your workload when it comes to Miles Sanders because 16 rushes for 66 yards. If he doesn't have an ultra-efficient day, 
you get left with six points or seven or eight. He's going to have both big games and down games. It's going to happen. Jonathan Taylor, did he return to form? Or did we get a glimpse of what might be to come? 22 carries for 90 yards and four of four for 24. I kind of feel like he's going to be up and down. He's one fumble away from the team inserting uh, more Hines into the into the lineup, inserting more Wilkins. I mean, I, I personally think I would maybe play him depending on the scenario. I'm not just like writing him off, but it's got to be a pretty clear-cut situation where, where Taylor is the higher upside guy for me to put him in my lineup in the coming weeks. Mike Davis will be this good. 60 yards and a touchdown or 100 yards and a touchdown or 110 total yards and a touchdown for as long as he starts for the Carolina Panthers. And I don't know what to tell you in terms of McCaffrey. There's no news. They're being coy about it. He sought out a second opinion uh, a couple weeks back. The chatter was all over the place. Will he be shut down for the year? Um, did he break his collarbone off his, his chest? There were so many rumors floating around. And the bottom line is this. Think about it logically. Like, he could come back. Sure, I'm, I'm totally guessing here. But with a week 13 bye, I believe the Panthers will play it safe. And if he's not 100%, if he's 100%, he'll come back in week, week 12. But if he's not 100%, why bring him back in week 12 to then just have a bye? And they could have had two weeks of rest right there. I think they sit him in week 12. We'll find out. We'll get more information as the week unfolds. But if you're a Mike Davis owner, you might get one more week of some good production. And don't rule out the idea that they sit Christian McCaffrey for the rest of the year. We don't know. The Panthers aren't telling us exactly what's going on. It makes it hard to report on it. So I'm not going to give you concrete predictions, but merely tell you be cautious if you're expecting him to return in week 12 or return at all. I buy low in Dynasty on CMC, though. He's my 1.1. Patrick looking pretty, pretty, pretty good. 119. Uh, wide receiver 3 material? I think so. Adam Thielen, this is a wide receiver 1. 123 and 2 TDs. He's looking really consistent right now. JK getting some run. Why don't they give JK more touches. I don't know why. 15 carries, 70 yards, and a touchdown. That's what happens when you feed JK the football. It's pretty simple. It's a simple formula. Give JK work. JK will do JK uh, type business on Sunday. So feed him the football. Baltimore, I loved buying low on DJ Moore weeks ago. He's been playing really, really well. He can be inconsistent, but 7 of 11. I think he's an excellent wide receiver three with wide receiver two appeal written all over him moving forward. James Robinson, uh, 17 rushes for 73 yards. He looked really good. This is a tough matchup. Don't hold it against him. To do this kind of damage against the Steelers was a good game for, for J-Rob and J-Rob owners. Um, I think you walked away. If you started him, you walked away pretty happy that he got even um, 73 rushing yards and 21 receiving yards and two catches. But I think um, the, the question is going to be, will he have this kind of value that he has now, which is like top 12 to 15 overall value for weeks 12 on, will he retain even something remotely close to that value range heading into 2021 redraft leagues and especially 2021 dynasty leagues? Uh, Scott Hansen said this on the, the Red Zone during one of his big runs. He said, this guy's starting to look sustainable or we're starting to believe that he can be sustainable. And a lot of people might react like, what do you mean start to? He is sustainable. But the truth is, 
we've seen players like James Robinson emerge one year and to kind of never end up doing it again the next year or they get hurt or something happens. They draft a running back and the Jaguars or any team is capable of drafting a big name running back if a running back falls to a certain place in the draft where you have a draft slot and you're like, this is the best player available. It's an impact player. We love this guy. Teams don't think about fantasy football. They should, but they don't. And so if you're a team looking at a running back class and the running backs fall further than they should on draft day, they fall into a place like the second, third, fourth round when they really belong in the first or second top you know, 50 overall pick and you get a running back falling to, to 80 to 100, it looks appealing to a team that maybe says, we like James Robinson, but this, is, this guy's high on our draft board. We have scouts that don't worry about position of need. They just rank players in a certain order. And when you see a player's name pop up that shouldn't be there, you contemplate it. So for everybody to say that they won't attack the running back position in the draft, you don't know. So it's hard to value James Robinson and say he's for sure going to be top 12 to 15 moving into 2021. I don't trade him if I own him in Dynasty low, but I explore selling him at a a, a top, top shelf uh, price tag. Because if you can walk into a Tyreek Hill or an Adams or a Mike Thomas, it's worth looking into to get into a safer vehicle heading into 2021 and beyond, even though we like them. Just because you trade a guy and sell high doesn't mean you don't like him. Doesn't mean you don't believe in him. But if you feel like you're at the top and peak of that player's value, it doesn't hurt to poke around at a trade that might return you a buy a low player that has more value. I'm liking Mike Williams as a wide receiver three go forward. 72 yards and a touchdown. I felt like he was going to have a big game. And uh, I really like with Herbert under center. This guy's a good wide receiver three. Lamar. I don't know what to tell you other than the schedule is decent for Lamar. I think they have the potential to turn things around a little bit if JK gets going. I don't know what to do with Hollywood, to be completely honest with you. It's not his fault, but at some point it doesn't matter. At some point it's take a lap me. Take a lap. Because we can't keep saying, oh, it's not his fault. It's not his fault. It doesn't matter in fantasy football. If if Hollywood Brown's not getting the football, and that's not going to change. I I mean, I hope it does, but at, at this point we don't think it's going to. I mean, he's complaining on social media and still not getting the football. I think we, we you got to bench him. I don't know that I cut him, but take a lap. Me. Because Hollywood's not delivering, whether it's his fault or not. The situation I didn't see coming, and Hollywood needs to hit the bench. I'm not benching Lamar unless you have a great option. But, you know, there's probably as much, if not a little more risk than there is upside. But the upside is still huge. The upsides still win a league or win a championship big, but the risk is also just as heavy on the other side of the scale. I still own them in a a handful of leagues and I'm cautiously optimistic, but I'm still optimistic that I have a top five QB. You just have a whole bunch of risk with it. Derrick Henry looking like a beast at the end of the game, 133 and a game winning touchdown. Great schedule. He could finish so strong in 2020 that he locks himself into the top four overall in redraft and dynasty drafts heading into 2021. If you own him, get ready for a wild ride, Claypool. What a beast, man. Juju got hurt in this game, but I'm not worried about Juju 
he's not relevant anymore so let's take him off the screen these are the guys that are relevant these are the guys that Big Ben throws to 111 yards for Deontay 12 of 16 Claypool is a, a, a machine 59 yards and a touchdown I said all offseason long that Green Bay should have drafted Claypool they didn't go after any wide receivers it was head scratching that Green Bay didn't want to attain uh, another wide receiver that had huge potential and I thought Claypool would have thrived in Green Bay but I'm glad he's in in Pittsburgh because they're using him uh, a lot so didn't really matter in the end but I'm just saying that Claypool would have been a perfect fit for for Aaron Rodgers he's a perfect fit for Big Ben and if you own these guys uh, some of you like Mark Cleveland own both of them and I don't know what to tell you on the weekly because we talk about this weekly but if you own both you're in a dilemma if you own one you almost gotta play them at your wide receiver three but of course depends on your situation which is why HeySmitty.com exists and why SleeperU.com exists so we can go over your dilemma but that's pretty much it and you can bet that I will be giving you more content for week 12 here this week so buckle up subscribe if you're new Get on over to HeySmitty.com if you want to order a phone call from me. Get on over to SleeperU.com if you want rankings, bold predictions. And if you ever get lost, you know where to find me over here at Smitty1.com. And I'm doing a 10-hour live stream on Instagram in a couple weeks. Probably, it might be more like mid-December. 10 hours for 10K. We're almost at 8K on IG now, but I'm going to be going live giving away prizes at 8K, 9K, 10K, and it'll be a 10-hour mock draft guests on just extravaganza on Instagram. I'll be hopping on YouTube, so you guys will be alerted if you forget. But it's going to be probably mid, mid-December, but 10 hours for 10K on my IG account. And uh, it's going to be a blast. Subscribe if you're new. Tell your grandma, your friends, everybody about Smitty1.com, which is the short link to the show if you ever get lost. Hit the like button and comment below because I respond to my comments pretty quickly, at least the new ones. It's direct access to me right away. People are like, Smitty, how come you didn't answer my question on the live? Comment on my video and I'll talk to you. I'll see you later. This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. I'm Smitty!